Hello, this is Michael Gatewood. I am the lead servant of Grayson's Life Church, and this is our podcast. We thank you for telling your friends and listening in, and we pray that this teaching makes life simple, plain, and uncomplicated. blessing to be in the house. It's truly a blessing to be in the presence of God. I pray for those of you who are listening in on today that uh, this message is a blessing to you as it was to me when the Lord given had given it to me. I pray that it touches you in a mighty way. Only as the Lord knows how. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those who are listening on today, Lord. That they will receive a word from you. In Jesus' name. That it will take them to the next level in their life. Amen. Now today, we're talking about the peacemaker. The peacemaker. We're still in our series, Peacefully on Purpose. We're going to be coming from Romans chapter 12, verse 14 and 18. Bless it. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Oh, that's a hard one. It's hard to bless people when they're pressing up against you. When they're going against every fiber of your being. But the Lord says, bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep be of the same mind toward one another 
Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. And verse 18, which is my favorite, and the focus. If it is all possible, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. When they talk about you, when they lie on you, when they lie to you, live peaceably with all men. When they use you and abuse you, live peaceably with all men. When you plan a get together but you're the only one there, live peaceably with all men. When it's time to party, everybody wanna show up, but when it's time to clean up, you can't find a soul in sight. But live peaceably with all men. Imagine going to work with someone who gets on your nerve and makes you nervous. They justify everything wrong is right. And you're trying to tell them that's not how it goes, but they know. They're not even listening to you. In fact, while you're talking, they're planning their response. They have more degrees than a thermometer. The more you try to get along, the longer the day gets. Amen. The longer you try to get along, the longer the, 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 the longer the day gets. They never understand your point of view. They never understand your point of view. But expect their views to be respected and accepted and understood. But they never understand your point of view. Try talking to someone who's questions your ideas and has answers for everything and solutions that solve nothing. I said try talking to someone who questions your ideas and has answers for everything but solutions that solve nothing. How do you love the unlovable? With the love of Christ? How do you touch the untouchable? Just as the woman who touched the hem of his garment with love. How do you speak a blessing over someone you want to teach a lesson. How do you speak a blessing over someone you want to teach a lesson? 
You walk in love. That's how you do it. It's hard to sacrifice for someone who has offered you up as a sacrificial lamb. But he said, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And above all things, live peaceably with all men as much as it depends on you. So it's not about them. This is about you. It's not about their reaction. It's about your response. It's hard to sacrifice for someone who's offered you up as a sacrificial lamb. But Christ did it. But he nailed him to the cross. When he gave his only somebody still loves us as we have to love them. someone who is not a peacemaker I said it's hard to make peace with somebody who's not a peacemaker it's hard to make peace with somebody who just stole everything at your house called you a liar slept with your wife stole your car it's hard But it's not impossible. How do you support a superior who believes you're inferior? With the love of Christ. The love of Christ constraineth us. The love of Christ strengthens us. It's hard to work for someone who can't work with anyone. But Christ did it. He did it for you. He's doing it for me. Because when we come into the family of Christ, when we come part of the kingdom heritage, he doesn't set conditions on how we get membership. All he asks is that we be willing and obedient. All he asks is that we remain faithful. All he asks is that we trust him. All he asks is that we stand upon the word. So I want to talk to you today about living peacefully on purpose. I want to talk to you about keeping calm during the chaos so you don't fall into calamity. It's hard to keep calm during the chaos so you don't fall into calamity, especially when everybody's coming at you from every side. In the natural, in the spiritual. But all things are possible with God.
you're grieving because you lost a loved one, if you lean on Jesus, he'll bring you through. If you're grieving because you've got terminal illness and you don't know how much longer you've got to make it, God will lift you up in the midst of your pain. We're talking about living peacefully on purpose. Talk about living peacefully on purpose, keeping calm during the chaos. So we don't fall into calamity. My word tells me not to be anxious for nothing and to cast my cares upon him because he cares for me and he cares for you. So I'm not going to be anxious because I don't want to bring on that spirit of anxiety. And I'm going to continue to cast my cares upon him because I know he cares for me. Do you know he cares for you? Do you know he loves you? And he wants to wrap you in his loving arms and lift you up. Right now in this season, there's a, there's a, there's a whole bunch of grieving in the spirit. And there's families that are breaking down and breaking up. And marriages that are being separated because we're taking our focus off the purpose. Have you taken your focus off the purpose? This week we're just living peacefully on purpose. That's what we're trying to do. Live peaceably on purpose. And I want to encourage you to live peacefully on purpose. My wife, she um, she texted me something I want to share with you because there's so many people that are being distracted by what's going on in the world that we've taken our focus off of our purpose. So a couple of things I want to tell you. One of the things is this. This is from me. Times usually get so hard when you can't stand when times get so hard, you can't stand that people are on your last nerve because you must first get the nerve to kneel. Pray without ceasing. Thessalonians 5.17. My wife, she, she sent me this message from the hospital. I believe. And she said, have you forgotten your purpose? Only what you do for Christ will last. Remember why you're here and who you are. Remember, many are watching. I would rather you do nothing. Or would rather you do nothing. If you do nothing, they do nothing. Be about your father's business, thus saith the Lord. That was her, her testimony to me. 
So I want to say to you today, be about your father's business. I want to say to you, continue to live peacefully on purpose. Continue to cast your cares upon him because he careth for you. Don't be anxious for anything. Because only through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving will our needs be met. We're talking about the peacemaker today. We're talking about the peacemaker. You know, they've said silence is consensual. So I want to leave you with this. There is comfort in confrontation. But you got to go through the confrontation to get comfortable. I'm going to say that again. There is comfort in confrontation. But you got to go through the confrontation to get comfortable. There is comfort in confrontation. But you got to go through the confrontation to be comfortable. We're talking about the peacemaker. Say what you feel. It's hard to work with someone. It, it, how do you support a superior who believes you're inferior? You don't focus on the inferiority. You focus on that office of superiority where they sit. And you respect that office. Even if you can't find respect for the person within the office, you respect the office. And God's going to honor you for that. I want to give you some keys, some keys to living peacefully on purpose. First of all, say what you feel so others know what you felt. People respond better to how you feel rather than when you're in your feelings. Amen. Now today is going to be it's a little short. Thank you, brother organist. If you could just bring that down just a little, just a little, just a little. Amen, amen, amen. So, I want to say to you, say what you feel so others know how you felt. People respond better to, to how you feel rather than when you're in your feelings. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Say what you feel so others know how you felt. People respond better to how you feel rather than when you're in your feelings. So if I say to you, I feel upset when you talk to me this way versus you always say the wrong thing. See, I said I, when I conveyed my feeling of how I felt, and what they did is able to be corrected. But you can't correct an opinion without reason. 
when I said you always say the wrong things. Here's another one. I find that your behavior makes it hard for me to focus. Versus the way you act is you fill in the blank. People need a way to take action. People need a way because we're talking about the peacemaker. The peacemaker is a maker of peace. I'm not talking about the person who's carrying a peacemaker because that ain't going to make no peace. Number two, get to know their perspective may change your perception. Getting to know their perspective may change their perception. A lot of us think just because we live peacefully on purpose that we don't have influence. Your influence is in your interest. Take an interest in your adversary. Learn their heart. Learn what it is that makes them go. Because we have to be able to, we have to be able to uh, become all things to all people that we may minister like Paul. Sometimes getting to know your challenging co-workers perspective can make it easier to get along with them. After getting to know them better, you may realize that their background and life experience shape their behavior and point of voice. Although you deserve to be treated with respect, this insight may help you understand the way they see things. So maybe, you know, you may not deserve the way you're being treated, but maybe, you know, some things are, some things are culturally woven into people. You know, like... And in and, and, and America, thumbs up is cool, but in some countries, it's like shooting a bird. So get to know their perspective. Because it's not always what you believe, it's how you're perceived. And that's why we always, that's why we have a lot of conflict. But we're talking about living peacefully on purpose. We're talking about the peacemaker. Because I am a peacemaker. I'm going to learn your ways. Because I am a peacemaker, I'm going to consider my ways. Because when you consider your ways and you learn their ways, that will make a way for the Lord to intervene. your life, I don't care what kind of situation or circumstance we all have a part to play and you can be a part of the solution or part of the problem The third one I want to give you is this. The third key is this to being a peacemaker. It's nothing personal. That's their personality. You may find that this person isn't doing anything wrong. 
but you simply don't enjoy their personality. This is a normal part of life as you find people you enjoy and people you want to avoid. Learn to accept that you need to get along with this person. Try to find things you enjoy about the personality and give them a chance to, sh to show their good side. I was in a training with an individual and our, and our trainer, he couldn't work that day, so we had a gentleman sub. But the gentleman wasn't used to the other, to the, to the jump, to the, uh, the trainee that was training with us. And he became offended because he thought the, uh, he thought the, um, the trainee was a little bit crass or obnoxious. And that's just, that was just his way. That was just him. Anyway, the guy took offense and he made a big deal out of nothing. And, you know, he, he talked to me afterwards and, you know, I listened to him because, you know, we're past, you know, I, my job is to listen. You know, I didn't agree with everything, but I did listen and, and, you know, it is what it is when we tried to, you know, comfort the young man and encourage him not to give up just because somebody else didn't see the value in who he was and who he is. Well, this gentleman, he went ahead, we, we got through training, he's working and everybody loves him. He's doing, he's doing not just one job, but two jobs. And he's doing a heck of a job. Because somebody gave him a chance. They didn't take it personal. And they let, his, let him be himself. I'm gonna give you a, a fourth key. The fourth key is this. We need to stop being conceited and start learning to concede. We need to stop being conceited and start learning to concede. I was at work with my boss, asked the gentleman to train me. He, uh, he would teach me stuff, but all my access has to come through him. As for a code, I was told I'll put it in for you, but I can't give it to you. I said, don't worry about it. I'll get it myself. I felt untrustworthy in his eyes. And to him, I probably seemed self-important. He said that he, he, he said what he said and I put my hands in the air and said, you win. I didn't want to argue. He kept talking and, and kept saying, and I kept saying, you win with my hands in the air. Now that I think about it, I don't need the code as it would have been, it, it would have been given to me when I come out of training or maybe not. Maybe I'm big headed, who knows? But it didn't, it don't seem as important right now. And I guess what I'm trying to say to you is sometimes we have to concede. Sometimes we have to concede. Don't be conceited. And if you can, if, if, if you don't have access, that doesn't mean that it's, you know, you, you've been totally denied. So just keep going forward, keep believing, keep trusting.
The fifth key I want to give you is this. Don't react. Act. Because only action changes things. When you're upset, the natural tendency is to react without thinking straight. While not intentional, your reaction may give more power to the difficult person or the situation by acknowledging that it bothers you. It causes a fixation on a different problem than the one you intended to solve together. So don't react, just act. Don't react, just act. And remember, everything happens for a reason. And the only way, the only way Don't be discouraged. God still has you. I want to share something with you before I let you go. I know this is a little longer than my normal teachings. But I read this article and I thought it was so powerful. It talks about how our mind plays tricks around difficult people. So I want to... Um, the, uh, and tricks is an acrostic. The T is for tagging. The R is for righteousness. The I is for intention. The C is for confirmation. And the uh, K is for keenness. Uh, keenness. So, tagging. Um. Basically, we're placing a label on that person. It isn't easy to notice flaws in others while ignoring our own shortcomings. It's very easy. We are quick to label other, others needy, manipulative, fake, cheat, pretentious, condescending, cynic, liar, whatever. The point is, um, um, we're quick to tag people and, and label them, so we want to be careful of that. Uh, this came from the book, The Happiness Hypotenuse, by Jonathan H.A.I.D.T. Uh, and then righteousness calling for rejection. The moment we find out someone is difficult, our body tightens up. We, we not only lose flexibility in our body, but in our res responses too. So we want to, uh, we start believing in the righteousness of how we feel. That we want uh, uh, the righteousness of the righteousness of how we feel and what we want and why the other person deserves to be treated in a certain way. Once we reject them as a person, we start rejecting their ideas too. We take a stand and stick to it. 
This comes from the uh, the uh, book on how to win friends and influence people, uh, Dale Carnegie. And then, of course, the I, intention driven by assumptions. Once we know we're right, that's it. Can't nobody change our mind. We own it. The other person is in difficult, and it's easy to assume that they are acting out of bad intent. Canyon's razor states never attribute to bad intentions that which that which is adequately explained by ignorance, incompetence, negligence, misunderstanding, laziness, or other probable causes. Without applying Hanyon's razors as a mental model to understand their behavior and look for alternative perspective, we assume bad intention as a source of the problem. We choose to live with our assumptions without showing the, an intent to understand the other person and their action. Difficult becomes synonymous with bad in our minds, which further strengthens our belief system. C. In tricks, confirmation of our beliefs. Once we label someone as difficult, we talked about tagging in the beginning, every interaction then serves as a validation of our beliefs. Confirmation bias prevails as we stick with our perception in all our discussions. It leads, it leads. It leads to desire to fix them. Okay, keenness to fix others. We do not look at our selves to determine what about us could be causing the other person to act in the particular way. Without changing our own behavior, we expect others to act a certain way. The assumption that the other person is at fault, which uh, leads us to desire to fix them. They might be at fault, but we cannot fix someone else. The best thing we can do is take charge of things which we have in our control. This advice came from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So we have there's a there's a whole bunch of strategies strategies for dealing with difficult situations and difficult people. And hopefully I just gave you a few that will help you and that will bless you. Until next time, I pray. Your life is made simple, plain, and uncomplicated. God bless you, and God bless your family.